0: Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. My
1: name's Moshe Kasher.
0: I'm Natasha Legero. And
1: back by popular demand, the people have spoken and they wanted more Anthony. Our friend Anthony Jeselnik is here. Hello, Anthony. Just here to help people.
2: How you guys doing? <laughs> Good. Thanks You're... for
0: coming by, Anthony. I
2: was thrilled to come by. When you said it was a Zoom, I was like, okay, I enjoyed doing the podcast, I'll do a Zoom. But when you invited me over, I thought, great. Well, how often do you get to see people in person these days? And,
1: and this is, we, we consider you a dear friend, so we said, come over, you'll sit. In our backyard in the first cold evening in Los Angeles in over a year. <laughs> Which I'm thrilled by. Yeah. And you kind of have a throne. You look, you look amazing. How are you? What's going on?
2: Thank you. I'm good. Uh, it's been a, a strange day. Uh, my brother just like 20 minutes ago texted me. He was about to come out here next month. We were setting up uh, like a wedding, a small wedding for uh, him and his fiance, who I adore. And they decided they wanted to do like something really small instead of a big family thing. And they thought they'd just come out here and they asked me to officiate their wedding. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to officiate. But then they were like, no one's going to be there. It's just us. And I thought, well, that's... <laughs> you only wanted have- <laughs> to do it if you had an audience? Well, I thought that's... I assumed when you asked me to do it, you, it's because you have an audience. And then I can, like, make jokes and make it fun. And then was it just when it was just them, I thought, I'll still do this. I want to be a part of it. You're right. You families, can't really make jokes. I mean, I could, but I was like, I've got to...
0: You'd seem pretty sad. <laughs>
2: I was worried that I would offend someone. You know what I mean? Because like, I love them both. I'm excited they're getting married, but I love my brother more. You know what I mean? So she's ta- the, most of the jokes would be on her. Oh, so and you, I don't want to ruin her that's wedding. It, she's your you target. just roast oh, yeah. <laughs> her who you adore. For sure. Well, but,
0: I talked to my brother today, and he... Wait, not, you know,
2: wait let me finish. The, the, the point of what, what they canceled it they can't they're not they're not coming out here anymore i'm not officiating anymore
1: did they check out your stand-up and kind of get a little <laughs> nervous <laughs> the,
2: the the families both sides of the families were mad that they weren't included but i was hilarious so it was like they didn't just go on a lope and say we have the signed document they were like no we're going out to see anthony and hanging out in malibu on the beach and they were like we don't get to come to this so he said it was just it wasn't worth it so now but why uh, wouldn't no. they what why they- wouldn't
0: they invite them
2: because they were like, if the, we invite one, we got to invite 500. And they didn't—they just didn't want to deal with it. I think after the pandemic and everything, uh, they didn't want to have a big wedding. And it's her second wedding. So she was like, I'm cool just going to a courthouse or something. And so that, I think that's what they're going to do now.
1: Did you have a lot of jokes set up about her first marriage and how it didn't work oh, out and stuff oh, like that?
2: Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's where I started. Right.
1: Of course. I mean, that's first stop. But, you know, there's a
2: lot there. I had a big bit about how, like, till death do you part. And I hope it's you, Rochelle. He's my, <laughs> I love you both, but he's my brother. Wait, you but know? that would be so
0: funny if you were performing that for nobody.
2: Mm-hmm. For, a, for a wedding <laughs> photographer you was know not
1: supposed to laugh actually my brother officiated our wedding i know he did a great job he did a great job and i listen i'm not i don't bandy about accusations of joke thievery mm-hmm. but he had a very similar bit about natasha dying before me so i don't really yeah i mean word for word if a it, little so bit
2: you're, you're accusing him of retroactively stealing that's, my joke yeah that's right <laughs> or me like at the you know trying to you were at our wedding. wedding right i was not I was you de- weren't i was doing a show okay but well, we invited you yes okay thank god that would have been
1: moshe
0: spent the year after we got married apologizing to people mm-hmm. who we'd see out that he didn't invite nothing them but gu- i felt
1: guilty <laughs> i did you should
2: but you can't tell people that because it just brings it up they forget we it. learned
1: that my brother cornered me afterwards actually i don't know why my brother's such a big topic and he's like was it you? might have been you. I don't remember. Somebody said. It was your you, wife cornered you. you. Well, I think of you as a, you're like a brother to me. <laughs> and she. I, so it was Natasha was like, you have to stop apologizing. Like, you can never do that again. And I mean, I, you
0: told Ron Funches you were sorry you didn't invite him to our wedding like five times.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, listen, it's the guy's the hope, host of Ultimate Slip and Slide. Like, were, I needed that.
2: Did you guys go to his wedding? No. Okay. So then, th- who cares?
1: Exact. No guilt. I I never have any guilt. Any any hard feelings on not being invited to a wedding. Uh,
2: it's a. I never get you. You guys were like, someone asked me if I get invited to a lot of weddings, and I can only remember you guys inviting me to to a wedding and not being able to go. But I've been to one other one. Megan Gailey had me at her wedding. But I have good dear friends, people that I would consider dear friends, that I find out they got married years after the fact. I'm like, "Wait, you have kids? <laughs> well, they don't. I thought we were friends. They, they like, don't just
1: not invite you. They don't inform you that they no, got married. <laughs> no one tells
0: you. That's pretty rude.
2: Wait, Wait I, I understand. I'm not the. I'm not the wedding guy.
1: You would be fun at a good. I mean, listen. Some weddings are awful, and when I don't get invited to a wedding, I feel like they did me a small favor that mm-hmm. I don't have to pay money to buy them a gift and also pretend I'm having a good time. But I have to say, our wedding was a banger.
0: Our wedding was awesome. My cousin keeps rescheduling her wedding.
1: Right. They keep having this like, in the height of the pandemic, we got an invitation to her cousin's wedding that was just like...
0: at Like a mansion in New Jersey on the beach. Come one,
1: come all. No restrictions. You know, masks (laughs) out, baby. I mean, it was so crazy. And then somebody, didn't somebody get COVID?
0: They got, the husband, The the, the man she was marrying got COVID. And then they stopped it and now... But uh, I would go to, I, you know, COVID makes me not really want to go to a wedding.
1: Yeah. I so hear that.
0: my brother lives in Illinois and I talked to him today, speaking of brothers. And he explained to me he lives. He's the one who lives in a van. And he explained to me, he's like, I, I was at the gas station, minding my own business. And this guy walks by and I say, hey, brother, could you wear a mask? You know, and the guy goes, I'm going to fucking kill you, according to my brother. So my brother said, OK. And then he's buying his beer. And the guy menacingly looks at him. And then according to my brother, he's pumping gas then right after. And the guy starts coming towards him. So my brother said he punched him in the face. So then he's in jail for three days. And I got to help him. But I'm kind of glad he's on the right side of the issue.
1: No doubt. The, the accent you're but doing why? alone seems like he'd be like, hey, brother, could you take your mask off? It feels much more like he could have fallen on that side of the argument.
2: But I'll t- yeah, I'll tell you what surprises me most about this story is that you only have one brother who lives in a van.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anthony. So what do I, I mean, I, in a way I want to hel- help him, but in, in a way I'm like, you know, that guy didn't hit him. But he said he knew the guy was coming towards him.
1: Wait, help him how?
0: Well, I, you know, he's now he's on parole.
1: Or probation or whatever? Yeah. On, out on bail? Yes. You want to give him money?
0: Yes.
2: If anyone in my family has ever asked me for money, I've given it to them. And then I know that they could never ask me for money again because they never pay me back. So it's like, how much do you want? Write the check. And then that, mem- that family member is off the board.
1: I like this. You say to the family member... Yes, I'll give it to you, but only as a loan. You mm-hmm. must pay me back. Yes. And then you'll never hear from them again.
2: Give him, give him just enough money to wash the van. You know, <laughs> g- give them enough money for good detailing. And then you guys are even. So, it- but
0: you guys are men. Like if, if a guy, like you tell a guy to wear a mask and then let's say my brother's recounting this correctly, the guy kind of starts coming towards you. Do you punch someone in the face? Like for me as a woman, when I see someone like that and if he said, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker, in the... In, and also, we have to understand, we live in California. In Illinois, people don't wear their masks. Even if it sure. says you have to wear a mask, people are aggro. People don't... They disregard it. So, I understand that my brother is, like, concerned.
2: Wait, let's, ha- let's get an answer oh, to that yeah. question. I, I want
0: to know. Like, you guys have testosterone running through your balls and I veins? think I
2: think if you can get out of there, if you can back up and run, if you're not next to your house slash van, and you can just <laughs> leave, then you leave. But... I th- I'm a firm believer, and you do not want to be the second person to throw a punch in a fight. Hell yeah. That and if he's coming at you and you know what's going to happen, just throw the punch. Take the couple days in jail, but you don't want to have him come and lay his hands on you Have first. you ever been in a- Wait,
0: wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're saying that my brother was right. You don't want to be the second person? Yeah,
2: yeah. You- yeah I'm saying probably—if he could have run away, yes, but his van's there filling up with gas. He can't leave that car, so he's got, he, he's got to stand his ground. Basically, and then if you think you're, the guy's gonna punch you, go ahead and punch first. Uh, 100%. And then you spend three
0: days in jail.
2: I, I I assume that the charges will get thrown out, and it will be self-defense. And so it'll you're be Team okay.
0: Louie. okay?
2: I mean, a hun- I'm a hundred percent Team Louis as well. Team really? Louis CK all the way. He did nothing wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm glad you brought it up, Natasha, because we were going to talk about it regardless. Cancel culture. Yeah. we want. Dude, I'm sick of cancel culture. Do you feel that way? Sick of cancel culture? You can't joke about anything anymore. You can't say anything anymore. Thank you for bringing this up, Natasha. I
0: got to say, though, I did not think that you guys were like that.
1: It's not like that. You throw a punch at someone? What Anthony's saying is, if you are in a situation where you feel that you are in peril of being... Uh, violence being visited upon you you better visit it first or you're gonna w- wouldn't you rather spend three days in jail than spend three months in the icu he yeah.
0: told me three times 20 feet what do you mean he's like the guy starts he's like within 20 feet of me
2: well that is a well, very small how bubble long, how long is arms Lo- i mean i <laughs> had to get closer i'm just saying
0: like how menacing does it have to be to throw the first punch at a gas station where there's cameras and well, then you're gonna get arrested have you
2: ever heard of the 20 foot rule Yeah, Is that really a rule? No, the 20-foot rule is, it's kind of been disproven a little bit, but the 20-foot rule is if you have a gun in a holster and a guy has a knife 20 feet away from you, he can still get to you before you can shoot him. Is that Whoa. real? That that's it's kind, it was kind my of my brother like, knows
0: all the law. It was rules, a
2: self-defense like <laughs> thing that cops started using as a way to shoot people who had knives. Uh, it's been disproven, but with a 20 feet is still threatening. But I wondered, did he start running at the guy at 20 feet?
0: He, no need. My brother did not say running. It was like, Speaking it was of, all about like 20 feet from me coming towards me. And I'm just, I was just thinking to myself, In no way would I ever come up to a man who seems crazy and start punching him.
1: No, he didn't come up to him. The guy was approaching your brother. But
0: you don't you don't throw. You got to move forward to throw. a punch.
1: No one is red flagging the obvious mistruth in this story, which is that your brother said, could you put a mask on, please? And the guy looked at him and said, I will fucking kill you. (laughs) That probably didn't happen. I don't buy that narrative.
2: Uh, people say have said worse things when you're asking to put a mask on. That's yeah, true. I guess that's true.
1: Have you ever been in a physical fight?
2: Oh yeah. Obviously. Okay, not, not for a obviously. Long <laughs> not like, obviously. You, He's you smart. never want
0: to be the second guy to throw a punch. Not
2: for a long time, but these days, like there are enough people. I've gotten the threats online. Sure. That, like if someone came up and was like, "This one's for Q," you know, I would swing right away. <laughs> like, I've had enough. I've gotten enough Q in on guff that I'm like, "I'm these people are, are scary or crazy." <laughs> <laughs> or if it's like a weird fan giving me weird energy. Like my, my first th- thing is to flee. Get out of there as fast as of you can. Of course. But if you're by yourself and, or if you're with someone you have to protect and a fight you think a fight is about to go down, you're pretty sure. Don't just wait. Like if you think you're about to get mugged, just start running. Can I ask you this? Is that you what this? you do? I mean, it hasn't happened to me, but I've heard of people who've been mugged being like, just run. If you don't, don't be like, I don't want this person to feel bad. I'm starting or to think, think that like
0: I, I want a I'm taser. Wrong.
2: You should get a taser. and You should get trained in using
1: it.
0: Like like the idea of men coming up to me and like mugging me, stabbing me, anything that's gonna happen, raping me, I just am like, I'm kind of sick of not having upper body strength.
1: Yeah, it's
2: an issue. You like,
0: could... what can I do? I'm thinking of a German Shepherd. I just want to be able to like live like a man.
2: Get the keychain that you can use as like a like because you know put the keys in your no, hand. Not like, gonna help. Get like a little keychain that you could just swing and cut someone. Taser better. Go for the eyes. Go for oh, the balls. Eyes, the eyes, eyes and are, balls. See, I don't even know thing. this. Yeah. A taser is better, though, I think. I think a taser is
1: better. Walk around with a if taser. If you
2: miss with the taser, you got to recharge it. You know what I mean? Like, I'd say mace is probably better, like a bear mace thing. Ooh, bear mace that, would be nice. That shoots from far away, so you don't have to be close. I have
1: a question. You said you'll hit if you have to protect someone. If you were alone with Rochelle, your um, brother's fiance, mm-hmm. and somebody was approaching you clearly with designs to hurt her, would you hit to protect her or just run away and leave her? <laughs>
2: I mean pr- I probably would trip her first yeah. to like to, as a distraction <laughs> so you could get away. No, I honestly I would probably I would I would be more willing to fight to protect someone I loved than I would be to protect myself. Uh-huh. I might just curl into a ball and yell for help, but if I'm like I'm worried about these people around me, people that I love, then then we've got to go. We've got we've got a John Wick situation. I have do you have security on the road? Uh yeah, like at the venue I have and no one can ever come backstage. Like I've got really? enough security that And there have been times that I've had to up the security. Yeah, I've been in some things where it's like, okay, I need a little more here and people handle that. But I don't have someone who travels with
1: me. I had that once. Somebody tweeted at me. I was going to the Sacramento punchline and somebody was like, something like you better have security when you get to Sacramento. And it's like so frustrating because you know nothing's going to come of it. You know it's some dork 12-year-old that didn't like a tweet you. Who lives in Maine. yeah, Yeah, who lives in Maine. Has nothing to do with Sacramento. But of course I had some fucking... Big bouncer, walk me to my car every single night. These people, it is effective. These terrorists, these little mental but terrorists.
2: What, but that's that's fine. That's like that affects the venue that you're that you're in. The security loves doing that shit. Right. I was in um, Grand Rapids once for a comedy festival, and as I'm walking out, the people grab the promoters grab me, and they're like, "Hey, somebody leaving the first show claimed that they were going to shoot you. Come back and shoot you with a paintball gun." And I just laughed, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll get that sometimes." And they're like, "No, we have security for you." And it was like secret service dudes, wow. and like the suits with the earpieces, and they just followed me around the festival wherever I wanted to go. And I'd be like, "I'm gonna duck in the alley and smoke a joint," and they would like turn their backs so they could like watch out if anyone came. And I loved it; that it was it was awesome. Great. And was but great. you know
1: who didn't love it was that poor kid in Grand Rapids who was falling around the paintball gun, gun the entire time. Leaping up out of a bush, and those guys were still there. I never believed the threats. No, like, they're I've gotten not real. death
2: threats, but I never believed them.
1: Well, they say, actually, because we've had some other weird security issues, one of the things we heard was that the people that will kill you will usually are not the people that will threaten you. Exactly.
0: They're not the people who are like, I'm going to fucking kill
1: you. Yeah, I'm going to fucking <laughs> take you down, brother. And they don't do it on Twitter. I had a dude, I, when I was in London, I got a telephone call, and I picked up the the phone, and it was, that, was it a text, or was did the guy call me? It was a text. It, yeah, uh, and they were. He was like, "Mr. Kasher," and I made the big mistake of being like, "Who? Yeah, who's this?" And it was somebody that was like, "I heard what you said about white people, and do you still live on?" And said the name of my street, and was like, <laughs> "You talk a lot of shit about white people," and it's like, "I don't even talk about white people. That's not a part. That's not the kind of comedian I'm. I'm not like some, you know, woke political comedian that's like bringing down the straight white man. I'm not.
2: You think I am?" A little bit. (laughs) You think so, really? Yeah. I
1: don't talk about white people in my act at all. I don't talk about
3: white people in my act at
2: all. (laughs) Yeah, I would describe you as a woke comedian. In a good way. Not in a bad way. But for you to say say that you're not that. Would you
0: describe me as a woke comedian?
2: No. (laughs) Would you describe yourself as a woke
1: comedian? No. No, No, I wouldn't. I'm joking. I don't think of myself that way. You really think of me in that way? I think I'm
2: like a slightly offensive. What was the name of your TV show? Well, that was too woke. Problematic. Yes. I'll be honest. That, that the show, the it, was show an, it was antagonistic toward the kind of people who get angry
1: at woke comedians. It wasn't supposed to be. It was a. I, I'm not. I don't feel I knocked it out of the park with what I wanted that show. I to loved be. that show. Well, thanks. I wished it. To, I wanted it to be this sort of ke- boilerplate like dialogue, like our podcast. But yes, exactly like the endless honeymoon podcast dialogue between factions, and I wanted to be somewhere in the middle. In the end I felt like it was perceived as or I misproduced it as being a little bit too politically progressive in a way that I wished it hadn't been. I wanted it to be more of a of an argument and less of a polemic.
0: Well, I have to mm-hmm. say I've started watching these YouTube like arguments from the 70s about the women's movement, uh, you know, about That's what
1: I wanted it to be.
0: But it's so fascinating like everyone used to discuss every Every angle to every side and you can start to see their side and you start to see and it's like the most educated people debating it like there were these William F. Buckley show. It was called like firing line and it was like on on a channel and they're just like, you know, it's like he's kind of bigoted but at the same time he's like it's still kind of cool that he's letting every single person argue with him who doesn't agree with him yeah. yeah you know and it's and and you really do come out of it learning stuff
2: people don't want debates anymore they want to yeah. hear their their story read, read back <laughs> to them and they want to nod their heads they don't want to be like i never thought of it like that they also like, want to see th-
1: their ideological opponents get like body slammed
2: they want to see them get owned yeah they want to see. But, them get yeah. owned. What's that's behind
0: right. that? because like for me i love That epiphany where I've never seen it. I've never thought of it like that before.
1: I think what's behind it is that in the 70s, people that didn't agree with you were were, felt like your ideological foes. And currently, people that don't agree with you feel like your mortal enemy. And I think it's that's changed a little.
2: I think I kind of agree with that. I think also back in the '70s, you had three networks, you had three channels, so you watched what was on, and it was like interesting to you. Now everything is so compartmentalized that if you don't like what someone's saying, switch to another channel, and they're saying exactly what you want them to interesting. say. Interesting. I think
0: because there's so many channels, everyone can just be like, like finds like, because that's the easiest well, thing that like a there, fish does. Or but something.
2: there's also
1: the bit the the furthest iteration of that is, of course, the internet, which took that to a to a whole new th- degree, which is not only will. You don't ever have to change a channel because they're making a cha- they're they're custom designing a channel for you to always hear what you want to hear. That's exactly what Facebook got called out for this this week. Was that they're just all they want is people to continue watch. They never want them to change the channel from Facebook, so they give them the channel they want, which creates people falling deeper and deeper into ideological wormholes where they never hear anything that challenges a single one of their views. And of course, that's how you get insurrections and how you get anti vaxxers and how you get. All kinds of insanity. And how you get somebody screaming, this one's for Q, at an Anthony <laughs> Jeselnik show.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Well, Anthony's very special because I'm kind of enamored by people like him. You're not on Instagram.
2: My dog is. My dog's on Instagram, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm you're not.
0: you're not. You're not spending time there. You're like a beautiful man. You're not posting pictures of yourself or selfie. Have you ever taken a selfie? <laughs>
2: Only if like the doctors like take us take a picture of it and send it to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> only as, a picture of, of like a mole. and a healthy. Inner thigh.
1: Well, th- you sound very healthy mentally. Although mm-hmm. we actually know you personally, so I'm I'm just saying that performatively <laughs> so that the audience will understand that this is a transition to the next part of our podcast. Would you like to stick around and give our callers some of the, that patented? Jesselnik advice.
2: I I just came by for this for her first part, and <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna take these, I'm to take these beers and I'm gonna I'm gonna head out.
1: It was just a segue. I was doing what I could, Anthony. Yeah,
2: I'd love to give uh, give advice. I mean, it's gonna be hard to top last time.
1: Yes, last time. Last very time special. was
2: pretty incredible. That I was because I'd never listened to the podcast before. I didn't know what it would be like, but it seemed like you guys were blown away by. By, the, by uh, your
0: great advice?
2: No, by just the calls, them, by the people we talked to and their problems. Like, they were worse than you guys expected. Well, this time we
1: actually st- asked people to reach out directly if they wanted to talk to you. So maybe this will be more specifically geared towards the kind of thing that you can help with. This
2: is going to be all QAnon, people. <laughs> Let's see what happens. I mean, I assume that our producer would have filtered them out. But then again, who knows?
0: Do you have, like, a lot of QAnon en- enemies?
2: Yeah, because of, like, b- t- doing jokes about child molestation and some, like veiled anti-Trump stuff that they came at me hard and then I was talking to this executive one day and he goes you know actually uh, I've seen like you your battles with QAnon because I always just retweet them and now they're off Twitter basically but this guy goes you know there's a there's a the most popular QAnon podcast the host actually told their listeners hey leave Anthony Jeselnik alone he's just a dark comedian <laughs> wow not not one of the bloodsucker vampires like Biden and he, and he like pauses like isn't that great to hear and I go you're in QAnon. Yes. Like, Why so else would you be
1: listening to that podcast? hundred percent. That like, is crazy. Yeah, it
2: was really... And he was just like, uh, I gotta go. I, yeah, is that
0: QAnon is, still a threat? I thought we were l- like... You know what I it read? It seems an, it's like it's receding.
1: They I, shift. I, they,
2: they change for the, for the times. I read know? an
1: article yesterday about... a ch- uh, Now they, they have a new tactic, which is that they've, they've... Because they've been forced to retreat from the public eye, they're now like an un- underground cabals protecting... Against um, children that have been uh, had their custody stripped from their parents and given to their grandparents. They see that process as a part of like the proof that the cabal is like moving kids around and the government's involved. So they've become a network. This is um, of of abduction like an underground railroad for abducting children who have been removed from their parents because their parents are mentally unstable and put in the custody of their of their grandparents or of some guardian they will literally kidnap the kids and like shuttle them through an underground railroad of weird qAnon people to get them out of the like bad lizard people that are watching the kids and it made it all the way to France so a a a fake internet political conspiracy that was about american politics and donald trump has now metastasized into this weird physical uh, abduction network in fr- in france and throughout europe it's pretty fucking twisted it sounds great to me <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice way to see the south of france for sure yeah i wish uh, my
2: i wish my grandparents were here to experience this
0: wait what are they sh- what are they shifting into
2: they uh, it's it's like it's like the alt-right All this, people were talking about the alt right and then they just stopped using that name. Mm. you know and they kind of like changed these it was things. a good name it they, made
0: them sound kind of cool i guess
2: yeah they just sanded the edges off so that you can't really call it. if you say like you're a nazi they're like no because it's like well we don't mean literal like world war ii nazis we mean this but you just have to it's like global remember global warming it's like no you got to call it climate change right remember because when they called warming, it the greenhouse
0: effect that sounded so nice
2: yeah <laughs> but you could argue against it in an easy way that it just became like oh no now let's just call it Climate change, so, so it's so more all-encompassing.
0: What will the alt right be called then? And I guess I, I have it, in, you know, because alt comedy, you know, I just feel like alt is always like, oh yeah, they're like, you know, that's why I said it's it's aptly, it's a good name, the alt-right. for I a mean, bad thing, yeah. But for, alternative does not than...
2: necessarily mean like alternative nation on MTV was great. I don't no, think Kennedy was fucking trying to kill anybody. No, of um, course, but uh, she, although she was anti-immigration, um, but no, I just think that they just they they they, they they're worried about the press. They're always worried about the press, and they don't—they just don't want to be labeled that. So they just change what they are to avoid the league. You don't see a lot of Pepe the Frog pins anymore after Richard Spencer got jacked in the face. Well, the other—the other, know, the other thing
1: that—the other thing that happened with the alt right was that immediately they—they they congealed into this group, and then half of the group looked at the other half and were like, "Oh my God, those guys are really fucked up. I don't want to be those guys." So they detached to become what you know, like. People thought like Ben Shapiro and people like that were alt right, and they immediately were like don't associate us with the actual full on full Nazis that are at the at the outer fringe. So, anyway,
0: all right. Well, let's. I think wh- it's where time. Are we at? Yeah, let's get, to let's take a call. Advice. This
1: is perfect timing. Let's do it. Hey Tosh. Yeah, Moshe? Would you say your biological father is easy to please or hella fussy?
0: Definitely the latter.
1: He's hella fussy. And if you're hella fussy, you should do what he did and try one night's sleep on a Helix mattress because I swear to you, when he got up off that mattress, he was like, hey, Tash, where you get that mattress from? That's the most comfortable mattress I ever slept on. So listen, Helix
0: Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. If you sleep hot, if you sleep cool, if you have a bad back like motion, you need something really firm, whatever you need.
1: We took the Helix quiz and we're matched with a mattress that is perfect for us. It's a firm because I am a stomach sleeper and my lower back hurts sometimes. I love it. It's a super big upgrade from our old mattress. We love sleeping on it. We sleep on it every night.
0: So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz. Is order the mattress that you're matched to and the mattress comes right to your door shipped for free you don't even need to go to a mattress store ever again it's like matchmattress.com
1: go, that's not the mattress website you are, <laughs> nope it's not that at all that's not the url <laughs> don't go to that url what you do want to do is go to helixsleepcom slash honeymoon take that two-minute sleep quiz and they will match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life they have a 10-year warranty
0: and you can try it out for a 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away.
1: They're now offering our listeners up to $200 off all mattress orders. That's pl- good. Plus two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com honeymoon. That's helixsleep.com slash honeymoon.
0: Okay, now we're going to call Zach and MJ in Manhattan. Ooh. I feel like I kind of miss... You lived in Manhattan, right?
2: Yeah, a couple years. It was like college. Once I was done, I was like, I'm never going back.
0: Unless I'm on like living in, on, on Central Park. Zach.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hi, Zach. You? MJ. It's Natasha hey. and Moshe. And
1: noted child molester Anthony Jesselner. Don't say
0: that even as a joke. It's our <laughs> friend Anthony. He's he's he's, you know, does very dark jokes. He's a brilliant comedian. They know
2: who I am. <laughs> um,
4: yeah. I want to um I want to wish you a happy octo no child pornober Anthony.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What's that? Octo no child pornober was a thing when I was when my podcast was on Comedy Central. Uh, we teamed with Comedy Central to do octo no child pornober. <laughs> where for the entire month of October, you were not allowed to watch or produce any child porn That's actually a very cool thing pledge, to take a break from. But then the next year, Comedy Central was like, you know what? We're not putting the money into that again. <laughs> and so now it's kind of gone away. But I appreciate you keeping the spirit alive. Talk
0: oh, about great titles.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. That's like so Sober October, but taken to kind of a, a more even, an even bigger challenge to
2: abstain. Yeah, an almost impossible challenge. Wow, unbelievable. <laughs> uh,
0: so how can we help you guys or gals? Uh, um. <laughs>
4: Well, we are going to get married, so um, we were wanting to ask, um, you know, we're having all those conversations that you have before you get married, like about expectations around family and finances and things like that, Um, but was there anything that kind of hit you guys in the face, like the first few years, that you had wished you had talked about or prepared for?
2: Wait, in the years leading up to the actual wedding?
1: Like, no, how-
4: like after you were like in the first few years of marriage.
1: Basically, what should they be watching out for as they as they make their they make their uh, millennial prenup, essentially?
2: Okay, so you're not worried about the <laughs> wedding itself and all that planning and stuff. You're just worried about the marriage itself. Like, what should you do?
5: Imagine that.
2: Correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say first of all, wait to get pregnant. Like you you know like marriages are marriages full of ups and downs. You wanna wait until you're like deep in a down. <laughs> that way the baby brings you back up. <laughs> Don't waste the baby on an uptime. No, that's true. You're yeah. cl-
1: you're so close during that uptime there's no yeah. possibility of splitting. But when you're really close to the end, mm-hmm. then you can't leave. That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> Natasha, what do you think what do you wish? I know what you I know what Natasha's gonna say.
0: I wish I would have uh what what do you think?
1: She's going to say something like, I wish I would have talked to him more about his uh, uh, housekeeping skills.
0: No, I'm I'm going to say, I wish I would have negotiated Christmas.
1: Oh, fascinating. I didn't know that. Or
0: like some sort of appreciation, because now that I have a kid... I'm like, oh, I wish I could like share with her like Christmas was such a big part of my childhood and my life. You want
1: Christmas back.
0: No, I don't want Christmas in any kind of spiritual sense, just like in like a cultural like this is who I am. You know, we always had Christmas Mm. and just, you know, just have it be like not just a light celebration.
1: Zach, you're a Jew, I'm assuming. Um, Are you a Christmas (laughs) celebrating Jew?
4: Um, yeah I'm a Christmas celebrating <laughs> yeah, Most of
0: them are but Moshe's not So I just wish I would have like I coaxed him into having one child Because he thought he wanted to have like two And that worked But I, I could have coaxed him into Christmas I just was like Wasn't thinking
1: What are your concerns? What are you worried about? Do you have any things that you're worried about? Any sticking points in your negotiations? And MJ do you talk or is it just Zach? <laughs> <laughs>
5: um, sometimes I talk
0: I don't think we have concerns at this point. We're concerned about what we don't, what we're not concerned about.
2: <laughs> yeah, you want to know with the questions you're not asking and what you want to do. Yeah. Honestly, I always think it's cool when people, before they even get married, start seeing a couple, uh, couple's counselor. <laughs> I'm dead serious, and just go in and talk to someone before any problems come up. Of like, how do you handle fights? Maybe you guys haven't been together that long, and you don't know how to handle a fight. When you're married, you can't like just run away. You've got to deal with it. So find out how you're going to fight, you know, find out maybe like the, the, the thing is like we're definitely going to have sex once every day, whether or not we're talking or not, mm. you know, just to like keep things on the up and up or uh, or these are kind of some ground rules. And I think a couples counselor who I've never I've never seen um, a couples <laughs> okay. counselor would would help just being like we're about to get married. What should we know? What common mistakes do you see? What should we ask? And just keep on checking in. You know, uh, once every two weeks have like a thing where you, you talk about like the problems, like the highs and the lows of that week every, every Sunday. And that's how you kind of check in with each other to keep things in the present. I have a lot of friends who get divorced because they get married and think the work is done. They're like, oh, we're married now. Now can, I can just focus on work. And that's not the case. You're still like it's it, – you're going to be fighting with each other for the rest of your lives So, <laughs> or one of your lives. So just, just figure <laughs> out how you're going to uh, deal with that. Wait a minute. Anthony, what, where did this come from? My, my, we, it's funny. Before this, I just talked about my brother and his fiance were about to get married and elope uh, out here in California. And both families got so upset they weren't going to be included. That they just canceled it. They're like, we're just gonna get a piece of paper signed and no one gets to enjoy anything, even them. Uh, that, uh, that, yeah, you gotta think about that. But this sounds like a post wedding situation. You guys already have that planned out. And you're just thinking of like that day one when all the relatives are gone and you're stuck in a house together, thinking like, was this the right choice? Or did we just do it out of fear? <laughs> during covid
1: Wait, uh, i just meant that was really that was really sincere and good advice anthony i, I, I didn't expect that from you i expected some zingers trust me it's all building to something okay great Go, let me ask you to what do you fight about now what is your most c- common disagreement about
4: our only big fights have been whenever we're out drinking and then something <laughs> gets taken out of context <laughs> we haven't had like you don't have like a recurring like household fight. if that makes
1: sense right did do, do you get upset when she like if she's too verbal in public or like do you like or like hey no talking you know
2: you know your role or whatever does that happen
5: <laughs> no
2: no okay good good who gets mad at who is it like one of you gets too drunk and starts acting a fool or actually that's the only answer. i
5: think we take turns
2: okay <laughs> oh you guys are well suited what do you what's your poison mm-hmm. what's your poison like what do, what do you drink when you go out
5: margarita's
2: Okay, then you might have to switch it to beer. Wait, you both... (laughs) I'm sorry,
1: wait, you both... We wondered
3: if it were the tequila.
1: You both go out and you both drink margaritas? (laughs) We're from Texas. Oh, Oh, okay, I guess that sort of makes... Yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense. I mean, here's what I think. Okay, now, uh, if I'm going to be sincere, is it's impossible to prepare for the fight that you don't know if you're going to have because marriage is not static and things change and the thing that you're preparing for now will not be the thing that you ought to have prepared for five years from now marriage is uh is elastic and it moves and it changes and from year to year month to month things are different you guys are changing eventually mj you'll find your voice and you'll be able to (laughs) sing And it'll just be different. So I don't know that there's anything you need to beware of exactly specifically... Because you don't know what's coming.
0: And and I think it's very important when you pick the person that you're going to marry that you guys really share a world view, And I think that an important part of a worldview with a partner is that you're going to always be growing and changing together and checking in on that. And, you know, in our Jewish marriage, we have a ketubah that hangs on the wall that says that he promises me and he signed it spiritual and emotional tranquility.
1: Have I provided?
0: Yeah, you're really good at that.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: And that, you know, that's that's like so it's like. What is the thing? And and sometimes when I look at that, I'm like, okay, now any problem will figure out in this way.
1: Note that the Jewish love uh, is actually literally uh, sealed with a contract. It is something that we're very passionate about is contract (laughs) litigation and tort law. Um, the (laughs) The other thing I was going to say is that if you don't have a worldview that you share, Anthony and I would like to introduce you to... Well, there's a government operative inside the some of the deepest channels of our current government. His name's Q, and he's actually a patriot fighting for us. Where we go one, we go all. Right, Anthony? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's
2: right. <laughs> I would also recommend uh, separate beds. <laughs> <laughs> I think that can help a lot. Um, separate beds and, oh, pick the three celebrities you're allowed to have sex with. It's not cheating. Get that out of the way before the actual, maybe make it part of your vows. Uh, That way everyone knows what's up, you know, not just explain like who the celebrities are and why they're all me. I was going (laughs) to say, Anthony, I was
1: going to say if they want three, if it's three celebrities, you, I mean, you could just pick us, you know, I mean, we don't, I don't quite qualify, but yeah, I feel like Natasha and I together are one.
2: I, st- I think you'd rather do me three times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be hard, huh? I mean, there's more variety here, but more virility that, there. That's maybe.
1: a red flag right there. If you're like, if, if you ask your partner, who's your three celebrities you'd like to, to cheat with? And they say the same person three times. you are like, oh, so you want to fuck that person? Yeah. Um, you guys, good luck. When's the wedding?
0: Within
4: 18 months.
1: And Zach, how did you propose? Did you propose? And how did you do
4: it? We're not engaged yet. We're going to elope. What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. You guys just wanted to
0: talk to us. Okay, we have more
1: <laughs> yeah, get important lost. people Go watch help. more child porn. <laughs> Bye. Bye, you guys. Good luck.
4: Thanks. Bye.
1: That was the classic, I'm a fan of Anthony Jeselnik. I want to get on the phone, <laughs> on the old horn and with And right
0: away, they start like pitching him his like, bits. And...
2: <laughs> they were plugging my podcast. I appreciate that. Um, do you want to plug your podcast? Yeah, J- what's, JRVP. What? JRVP. P. what's it stand for Jesselnick and Rosenthal Vanity Project but just J- <laughs> if you just type in J-R-V-P it comes up
0: okay I love it
2: yeah
1: um, alright well let's do one more call let's see if this next couple has an even more dire situation that they need to get with
2: this is gonna be my mom for sure
1: hey Josh hey Moshe you know what I like doing
0: Um, drinking Doritos
1: out of the bag? Yeah, but when I'm done and there's a bunch of that that dust on the ground, Mm -hmm. I like to clean up using extremely toxic chemicals. (laughs) Do you like doing that?
0: No, I actually hate that.
1: Oh, well, if you don't like doing what I like doing, I've got a suggestion for you. It's called Blue Land, and we all know about eating clean, but this is cleaning clean.
0: Yeah, you might not know it, but we may be eating a credit card's worth of plastic each week. How cute. Thanks to the tons and tons of single-use plastic we throw out, Blueland is trying to fix that.
1: Yeah, don't eat plastic anymore. A
0: lot of people think eco-friendly products are more expensive and less effective, especially when it comes to cleaning. Sure, it might say all natural, but you're not really sure if it gets the job done. And Blueland has fixed that with its revolutionary refill tablets.
1: That's right, Blue Land was founded on the belief that a cleaner planet starts at home. It's a simple idea, buy the bottle once, refill it forever no more plastic waste
0: did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year we can't keep doing this
1: well that's why we've got blueland's revolutionary refill cleaning system from their best-selling clean essentials kit to their hand soap duo blueland offers safe smart options for each and every inch of your home.
0: Right now you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com honeymoon.
1: They've got really cool kind of Instagrammable bottles. You just fill them up with warm water. You pop in one of the hands. I love
0: it. I think it's really important for the environment. And then you pick your favorite bottle and you just keep putting it in there. That's right.
1: You just pop in one of the hand soap or spray cleaner tablets and within minutes, you've got powerful and effective cleaning products in most incredible scents like rose bergamot and lily mint. Once again, that's 15% off your first order of any products Blueland makes at blueland.com slash honeymoon.
0: That's blueland.com slash honeymoon.
1: Now we are going to talk with Rachel in Minneapolis. Hi. How you doing?
3: Good. How are you guys?
1: Good. It's Natasha and Moshe and our friend Anthony Jeselnik.
3: Hello all.
1: Hello. What's going on?
3: Not much, um, yeah, just uh, a little tired. But you know.
1: Well, thanks for staying up for us. We can hear that. We can hear the Minnesota lilt in your in your voice, and that really makes us <laughs> feel good.
3: I think it's as I drink more or as I get more tired, it comes out a little
1: bit. Oh, you become more country. It's... I like that. Well, I don't know. How can we? There it was. Do you hear it?
0: Yeah, that's how my mom talks.
1: To. Is that right?
0: She's from Minnesota.
1: Do you know her mom by any chance?
3: I, I don't.
1: All right. Well, how can we help, Rachel? What's going on?
3: Yeah, um, I wrote in because I like I trust your guys' advice, although you're both hilarious. I also think that you guys give great advice. What about Anthony? Do you we, trust we, him? I assumed
2: I was part of those two.
3: Oh, okay. he, he was leaving out one of you guys.
5: <laughs>
3: Anthony, you as well. However, I have not heard you give relationship advice, but if they brought you on, I trust you. Okay. Are you familiar <laughs> so, with Anthony's work? Not a lot. No, I'm sorry. Okay, this
2: will be fun. Great. You're
3: about to get an education.
2: <laughs> <laughs> First first advice, listen to better comedy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, got that. I'll write that down. Get, right. your, get yourself a Netflix account. You're going to love it.
3: <laughs> All right, so to sum it up, I, I'm i looking for a long-term relationship um, with a woman, and I have not had a long-term relationship ever. I'm 32, um, and just due to COVID, due to not really wanting to go out anymore and not be on the bar scene and stuff, I've resorted to dating apps, which are a great tool sometimes. But after a while, uh, I just haven't found any quality women on there. Um, And so I guess I'm just kind of looking for what you guys think as to... I guess my friends kind of think I'm too picky or I should give people more of a chance. But I just, like, have been trying to go with my gut. And uh, I don't know. Then I'm just... I just then alone still so just kind of looking for I don't know other ways to meet people or if maybe I'm doing something wrong with the dating apps or really anything
2: all right at this point I love this question and I I guarantee there are more people out there just like you than you think you think you're like some alien where everyone else is like going out and getting it on and having one night stands but I think a lot of people are just like you Everyone who's on a dating app is just like you. I would say I, I would either get off the dating app or I would change your profile to say I am looking for something long term. I'm not here to hook up. And if there are people out there who want something long term as well, it's got to be chemistry based. So let's meet up for coffee and see how and take things slowly because I, my end game is, is a long term relationship.
0: You say that on your profile?
2: If I was on a dating, which I'm not on a dating out, but if I right. was and I was looking for that, yeah, you're I right. would be just brutally honest.
0: Cuz you would save so much time and yeah. so you'd fuck so many fewer people. I mean, exactly.
2: one of the cl- just say just say that and then say no ugos. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You don't good, want any that's uggos. Really good.
3: Cuz like the other thing is like I just feel like like the the gay community especially I mean Minneapolis is like it's a city but it's not huge, so it's like everybody's kind of connected too. so it's like if someone is just like looking for something casual. Then I'm just kind of like, well, maybe they have friends, and I can at least like meet some people. And
1: well, unfortunately you know, go for to you, something
3: I maybe wouldn't go to. I don't know. So
1: unfortunately for you, one of the classic stereotypes about women that date women is that they're terrified of commitment. So it's going to be very difficult for you to find a long-term relationship in that milieu. Making a little joke didn't He's work. Being ironic. Swing and a miss, Anthony.
2: I know that uh, the gay community is notoriously bad at setting people up. They don't, they only care about themselves. Uh, they're not like oh we got to meet you got to meet our friend the way that like straight people are like oh you're single let me hook you up with our other <laughs> single friend. But I know that like my is good- that true? Yes, interesting. And my dear friend, uh, one of my dear friends got mar- is married long term relationship. Met her at a lesbian bowling night. Like literally, there are like events that you can go to that sound stupid and are just like you can go you can go and have fun just bowling and not think about it. And if someone comes up to you. And taps you on the shoulder and introduces themselves. And you're like, oh, you seem like my cup of tea. Like, I think that's the way to do it because there's no pressure. You're not in a bar. Like, there are no lesbian bars. You know what I mean? There really aren't any. Because, like, once lesbians couple up, they don't go out.
3: No. There's, there's one that's like two blocks down from my house that's dead now it's yeah closed. Dude,
2: Don't worry, it's d- like, just try to find like try to find the cheesiest lesbian event that you can i just because have, i think those are that i think that's where people meet based on my one friend i just i just there had,
3: is cornhole i know there's i know there's like a no that's hole. not no he, for
1: lesbians lesbians not not gay guys but the <laughs> now that one's funny no no all right well listen I just had a revelation when you were talking, Anthony, which is that it's at such an advantage to be gay in every way, obviously societally, systemically, and uh, oppression-wise, but with what you're talking about. Because nothing sounds lamer than straight singles bowling night, but <laughs> nothing sounds cooler than like the lesbian bowling get. Like yes, it doesn't yeah. sound corny or weird or <laughs> cheesy at all. It sounds like, well, that sounds kind of fun. I wish I totally. was invited. Like that's a, it's such a different vibe. I, than, hope, like, I hope I can fit in. Yeah. Yeah. Than these like desperate straight singles right. events, which you wouldn't want to be caught dead in.
3: Because I feel like I would run into because one thing was when I'm on dating apps, like you just naturally get a younger crowd. And then my friends are like, you need to stop putting your age below like 27 or something because it's like, I mean, that's who's on dating apps. I get it. But like Holy Night would probably have
6: older.
2: Yes. Experience. But dude, the dumber, the better. A li- like a library having like a lesbian book reading series, like go to that, like go to things where you're out, you're kind of out of, out of your comfort zone, but you can enjoy the experience without having to look for someone. Let people look for you. There are people there and then whoever blows your hair back that's who you give a shot to. Because on a dating app you have no fucking idea. But that's so awesome. Oh go ahead Natasha. And
0: before you do any of that I think it's really important to to figure because your friends are like oh you're too picky. So that's like that's a that's a weird thing to say to someone cuz you're like wait am I supposed to be like liking people that I'm not into like I don't know if I'm there Exactly. So I think exactly. that it's really important for you to really think about what are your like top 3 qualities. And mm-hmm. if it's like something right. you know
1: let, let me I'm sorry.
0: No, go ahead. I want
1: to ask something on that. You kept saying that the women that you're finding on these apps are like not up to to snuff. What is the problem you keep encountering? What describe the the non keeper that you are meeting on these dating apps
3: like not emotionally mature
2: yeah that's why they're on a
3: dating app like like one girl was like one day she just seemed like she was like i've been dating like going on dates or seeing people for like a month or something and like the last girl for example but true to other situations like I just tried to have a conversation with her about, cause she seemed like she was in a bad mood and I just wanted to like clear the air but, like, Hey, you good. And she like, couldn't like, like she got defensive just because I was like trying to have a real conversation with her. Yeah. That's and I a, was like,
2: that's a bad person. <laughs> but I mean, but I will say though, if you've been doing this for a month and you still haven't found someone give up.
1: Yes. It's
2: not going to happen.
1: You mean give up generally or just give up on the apps,
2: give up on generally. Yeah, like, you know, are, stop dating. Get some yes. get some cats. Yep. Get some cats mm-hmm. and call it a career. Yep. Like are you look what age I are do you have looking one for? Dog, so. What what would be the perfect age for you?
3: I honestly would rather date older.
2: Okay. Okay, so someone like like late 30s. I mean so you,
3: Anthony's Anthony's
1: to something. You you're saying you want somebody in your late 30s but you're going to a to a a club where m- the majority of people are going to be in their mid early to mid 20s. That's already a flawed
2: plan of action yeah you sound like you want to get picked up and you want you want lightning to strike you when they pick you up and that's how you want to feel it which i fully support that's how i do my
3: business uh, <laughs> <laughs> just let,
2: let them come to I feel you like a
3: therapist once told me that as well
2: yeah and let, let them come to you unless they knock you back on your heels don't waste your time don't give people second chances to make that great first impression that you're like oh i want to try this for months you know if, if you're on a right. coffee date and by the end of that cup of coffee, you you want to get the hell out of there? Listen to yourself because you are right 99% of
3: the time. That's where my friends are like, well, you never give people a chance. And I'm like, but I didn't even want to have coffee with them. So,
1: Well, here's what I will say. Here's what I will say, Rachel. If at, because th- I relate to to you. Well, first of all, I wanted to say when I said buckle up, you and Anthony said you're about to get an education about the comedy stylings of Anthony Jeselnik. This is what we meant. He's going <laughs> to recommend lesbian bowling night. <laughs> He's going to give you really heartfelt advice straight from from his heart to yours. So just that's what the kind of shit that you sign up for when you become a Jeselnik fan. But this is I relate to you because I also was about thirty two and had never been in a serious relationship. And at a certain, I don't know if you're feeling this, but at a certain point, I stopped being able to believe the lie that the problem was that I was being unlucky in love, and I started mm. having to go, okay, if I, if the only constant in my dating life is me, then there's something inside of me that I that isn't quite ready. That even though I want it, I say that I want it, and intellectually I want it. Something about me is, and mine was a little different, but it it had the same mechanism, which was pulling the escape hatch. Like I would just be, I would be out immediately. So like I had to kind of mm-hmm. go and, uh, and go into therapy and go into figuring out who I was and what it was that was driving me so that I could figure out how to get out of my own way when it came to dating. Uh, like the right. the kind of corny saying is, you know, to, you have to, you have to be the one to find the one like it and they would say in AA it's an ins what,
2: what? I'm shaking my head. I don't. I, I, I think I think your logic is flawed. I well, think, I'm married uh, and you're uh, single. Yeah, no, I th- I think you were a piece of shit and then you met Natasha Leggero. Your therapist too. had nothing to do with it. You were like, I got to lock this down and change myself as you got older. You're
1: kind of right. You want to meet the one. What? You're kind of right, Anthony. It, it, but in order, I do thoroughly believe in my heart that if I had met Natasha. Five years earlier, before I did the work clearing out the kind of uh, potholes in on the road to me finding love, I would not have been able to answer the call. I really do believe that. But there is some logic to what you're saying because I did all this work and I was still being a piece of shit, still being a piece of shit. And piece of shit, like meaning extremely promiscuous and not doing the kind of behaviors that a person who's like getting, gearing up for marriage would be doing. And then the minute I met Natasha, I was like, okay, well, I'm done. This works. So then I was like, Maybe I was just waiting around for the right person to hit. But I, in hindsight, think I I had to get ready too. I was clearing out stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. And I th- I think that's true. Uh, you got to like prepare yourself, but prepare yourself to meet the one. And if you think they're not the one, you're right. Don't think like, oh, I've got to th- stick around for another month to make sure. Just move on to the next one. That's why like a bull, I keep going back to bowling night or like a basketball league, whatever it is, where you're just around a bunch of people. If you're in a room with 20 other women, who are like, who kind of fit your uh, description of what you're looking for? Chances are you're gonna, f- someone there might be, is gonna be worth your time, but you need to put yourself in those situations. Right. And an app is the opposite of that. Mm. You know, a mm. bar is yeah. the opposite of that. Then they're that definitely
3: not in my house either. So, Tosh, thoughts? Mm. I mean, I,
0: I think that you boys have given her good advice. What would you say? Um, Well... Because you
2: dated some fucking losers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you should lower your standards. I think you should figure out what's important to you. And if it's not age, if you don't care how old someone is, if they're like super smart and funny, then maybe find a way to like expand the... You know, maybe those people aren't on dating apps. So you might have to like think about Mm -hmm. where you could meet someone like that. Because, you know, or maybe you want someone... I don't know, you know, you have, that's why I think it's really important to think about what, what is a deal breaker? What's a non-negotiable to you?
2: I think, I I think you're going to feel that. Like you don't need to know the, you don't need to be like, is it A or B? And when they answer, you know, the deal, I think you're going to get a feeling talking to that person, the way that they make you feel. You just need to get in front of a group of people and gravitate towards the one, because I don't think you know what the one is. You just know what they aren't.
3: Yeah. And in, in the lesbian community, it's very like people have types and people are, you know, them or butch or this or that, and it's like, well, if I met the right person, it might not be what I have in my mind. So
0: I think you want someone kind of funny and cool and like, you know, well,
3: yeah.
0: And and I think that
2: yeah, don't make Natasha's mistake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but I hey, I will... I'm
1: extremely cool. <laughs>
0: okay? I will say though, like the thing that Anthony said to say on your bio or whatever it's called, like oh, and also if you're not interested in a long-term relationship, don't fucking. DM me or whatever like try to d- say that but make it like do something funny at the end
1: I actually try would, to be like right.
0: slightly funny in it too so like you can kind of say I mean yeah. that's that's what I would do I would say what I wanted well and that's what
3: I'm attracted to as well like when I'm looking at yeah yeah I, I, I wouldn't I, do, I do the bio thing
0: <laughs> you have to do a bio I online would,
1: I wouldn't do the bio where I'm like I'm looking for love and marriage are you down yes or no because it's like <laughs> To me, even if I was looking for that, I'd be like, This person seems like sweaty. I'm out. I'm swiping the other way. But I think mm. Anthony's advice about finding unusual places where and again, I'm like I still am like blown away by how much cooler the idea of a lesbian bowling night or a lesbian <laughs> book club or like like queer culture has this advantage that it doesn't feel like desperate or loserish to go to one of these events. It feels like oh this is a cool community a safe space where you can go hang out (laughs) whether or not you're trying to pick up on people it could be just a cool place to hang any version of that where it's a bunch of straight people it's just all you can picture is like dorky loser guy desperately looking for woman and like so it's a huge I feel like you've got this mega advantage Anthony that's another another score listen
2: you're in Minnesota you have a WNBA team at your disposal See- I
1: was just watching
3: that while I was waiting for the call. Yeah, so get get,
2: season tickets, get <laughs> totally. season tickets. Totally, it's an investment. <laughs> yes. And you're going to meet, like go to events, get on a message board yeah. where people are fans of the team, and just end up there. That way, like you or whatever way, you're interested in. For God's sake, try out for the team. Your odds will be really good. <laughs> that way, you take the pressure off when you go out and you're trying to meet someone because you're not out trying to meet someone. You're trying to have a good time in this mm-hmm. moment, and that's when you meet someone. When you stop looking, that's I love it. Great, it sounds like Anthony. you're looking too hard. And that once you kind of chill out a little bit, then you will find the one or someone who could be the one, you know?
3: I was just wondering, like, maybe I should get off dating apps for a little bit so that I kind of opened my head up to that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Like I can do both at the same time.
2: I don't think so. I think to get rid of the apps and go out in the real world. And if you want to go back to the apps in a month, do that. But the apps are like, Mm -hmm. it's easy in the moment. You can make things up in your head. And it seems like you could be doing something. But if you meet someone in person who also came to the same event as you, you already have something in common that's more than just we're alone.
0: And that's what I love about what Anthony said You know, you go instead of going to try to meet someone, just fulfill your own joy and like do the follow your own interests. And within that.
1: And now you have a new interest, actually, (laughs) if you go on Reddit and look for r slash lesbian Anthony Jeselnik fans, (laughs) you could find a whole community of people on there (laughs) that had a similar experience to you tonight. And you could find the one
3: and I can create my own bowling league. This is perfect
1: there you go all, all right, right rachel well,
3: good luck i appreciate you guys thank you so much stay okay. in touch
1: tell us if it worked we would love to know
3: oh i will you thank know you. second date you all
1: i love it <laughs> all right goodbye rachel thank goodbye. you
0: anthony um how do you have such good advice
2: i'm empathetic
1: No, how really though? How? (laughs) Oh, you're (laughs) sociopathic and you emulate the uh, behaviors of empathy. If
2: not for hearing, I'm interested in other people. Like if not hearing about my friend, I'm sure Mo Welch, a comedian friend of ours, talking about how she met her wife. It was like she was at a bowling league, and this girl tapped her on the shoulder, and now they're married. Uh, That it's like it's like oh, that seems like so much easier to meet someone than being at a singles bar or being at something where everyone's a little desperate and sweaty, where you find the person when you're just like when you're just going about your day and you run into someone and there's just a spark in the conversation you know that's what people are that's what she seems like she's looking for is that spark and you don't get that when it's like a planned sit down where you're both kind of dreading it you know that's not when things happen but if you're just out and about and there are plenty of places lesbians can go that no one else ever goes that if you just go to those places like literally
1: the wnba nobody else ever goes
2: i like that i'm not going to slander the wnba
1: I'm a fan. All right.
2: You
0: know, I have to say I've never done online dating. I'm like kind- Kobe.
1: Well, he was a fan of the WNBA? He loved it, yeah. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Um, I've never done online dating and I and it was kind of not that big of a thing when we met, but I don't think I would if we if we broke up. You don't you think you would done, do it?
2: You would have done Raya?
0: No. If I, you were
2: single and like there was this like when Raya was first a thing where it was like celebrities and hot people, you wouldn't have tried it. I
1: mean, I have a ghost account I, on Raya right now. <laughs>
0: I feel like i I don't know that I would want to meet someone that way. It's so
1: antithetical to who you are as a human being. I believe that you wouldn't do it
2: when you're famous uh you know endless honeymoon famous then you're like it's it's not uh it's not it's not viable no a hundred percent at the
1: end of my dating life people i got off i I always say you can like geo geo locate you can like um carbon date your dating life based on the apps that you use, mm-hmm. so I started off on um on uh yahoo personals and i made it all the way to okcupid before i got out and if i'd made it to tinder i don't think i would be alive today but like on okcupid i remember somebody screenshot my profile and tweeted it at me and at that moment i realized okay i'm not famous but i'm i can't be on that app anymore i honestly
2: i tried okcupid like years and years ago where i was just like in between it was like let me just i'm not trying hard enough to find someone let me try a little harder and my manager was immediately like, Get off OK Cupid right now. <laughs> like Matthew Perry got buried for being on OK Cupid. <laughs> like, you don't want that. You don't want to was be a Was your like manager joke. on
0: OK Cupid? She just
2: I don't think so. She just she just knew. She was just like, Yeah, I'd heard and you don't want to be like the joke on but, the site or people thinking it's fake i think just sites are bad in general
0: but the problem now is there aren't a lot of events happening so i think another thing you have to do is like google outdoor events so you have to just kind of think of like what are outside what, things yeah, that google you can be doing. outdoor
1: event lesbian january minnesota and rachel will find a partner if, if you
2: at, show up the things by yourself people will talk to you yeah that's kind of cool you know what i mean and that might be my worst nightmare but, but I think if you're looking for someone, like that's the way to do it. But
0: do you go to a bar in a mask? How do you meet someone when you're in a mask? You I don't to, know what anyone looks like.
2: I always go to bars in masks before COVID. <laughs> before the I, thought it, I thought it was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've never met anyone in a bar. I've never, I never picked up anyone in a bar. I like, used to work in a bar,
0: thing. so all my boyfriends were from the bar.
2: Was that right? Mm-hmm. But there were, but it was different because if you work there, it's like a, it's like going to a strip club and hitting on the waitress. Do you know what I mean? It's like totally. a different. There's a different vibe than going after the dancer. Hey, Josh. Yeah, Mosh. Remember a while ago I was pitching the
1: idea for a mellow weed that you could smoke all day? Mm-hmm. Well, once again, just like the electric car and the credit card, <laughs> somebody beat me to the punch, an entrepreneur with a great idea. Have you ever been just too damn high? Yes. Well, we've all been there. With today's weed, it's sometimes a dangerous game. And dad grass is reviving the pleasure of the casual smoke, so you can chill out without all the stress.
0: Dadgrass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. They've
1: got a really cool little package in their 100% organic pre-rolled joints are very low in THC and high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a pretty clear head.
0: You know, my sister-in-law got Dadgrass because of our ad, and she said she's been sleeping great. And she doesn't smoke
1: weed. Well, you can chill. She said she
0: always gets a little too paranoid. You well,
1: know? no more paranoia for you. Chill out without getting stoned. It's like having a glass of wine, not the whole bottle.
0: All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S.
1: The other cool part of it is it smells like weed. It looks like weed. So if you're a square. <laughs> But you want to be cool, <laughs> you just smoke it, chill out, and you're going to stay pretty much sober. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to dadgrass.com slash honeymoon.
0: Go to dadgrass.com slash honeymoon for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash honeymoon.
1: Anthony Jesselnick, thank you for joining us on this here podcast. When, are we not doing secrets? Oh, you want to do some secrets? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, great.
2: I still got a beer and a half left.
1: Fuck okay, yeah, let's That's do good. it. This will be great.
5: Hey, Moshe and Natasha. Uh, this is for your secret hotline. Uh, my secret is that my grandfather killed himself and none of my cousins know. Uh, I come from a, a stereotypical waspy family um, where they seem to live and breathe secrets. And my uncles paint a really beautiful picture of my grandparents. And to keep up that facade, they told my cousins that uh, my, my grandfather died of natural causes and instead uh he absolutely killed himself and i know that because my dad told me and he also left a suicide note which i only found out about about a year ago um i'm really tempted to tell my cousins because i feel like this is relevant medical information but i also don't want to hurt my relationship with them or hurt any family relationships um i'm really torn uh that's has got it. All right, love you guys. Bye.
1: relevant <laughs> medical information. That's somebody that wants to create drama so bad. And is like <laughs> twisting into t- knots to f- find a justification.
2: I don't knowing about mental illness in the family would be could be helpful to certain people. I would say if someone if someone in your family is having a tough time, maybe like let them know about this. Like if they're avoiding mental therapy or something or therapy, be like, "Hey, actually, you know, this happened in our family." But I would also say, "Fuck your cousins." And they're not like your brothers and sisters. It's like cousins of the grandfather. Like I wouldn't worry so much about them. But having that secret, if your dad passed it on to you, then I think like it was your dad's responsibility to keep that a secret. If it's gotten to you, then then let it go into the wind. Let everybody know. I, really?
1: I was burdened with a family secret at one point in my life. And I hate it. Hate it. it tinged the way that I looked at my family member for the rest of my life. And it is, I've I've thought about this a lot. Like, just because you know it doesn't mean it has to be, sh- just because you're burdened with it doesn't mean you have to burden everybody else with it as well. I am not, a, I do not think there's anything. What, what would you do, this justification of mental health, what would you do with the information? You know, your grandfather killed himself. Would you not, would you, what preventative measures would you take?
2: It might help to know that our family is not perfect, and we have members of our family that everyone praises highly that actually were deeply flawed, and that makes me feel better about myself, yeah, and my potential life. I don't think you need to tell everyone, but I think it's okay to tell certain people. If the, if it was that big a deal, the dad wouldn't have told her.
0: I think it's kind of cool that the dad and the sister and the daughter share that bond, and he was able mm-hmm. to tell her the truth because he's like, "Hey, I, I'm not that big of a wasp," you know, and he like tells her sure what's up you know and i don't know if you can bear it seems like she kind of has a sense of humor so what, what's the end goal to telling your family members
2: yeah it may have been just a way for the dad to get closer to his daughter yeah and not a way to be like hey the family's been hiding this from everyone like a lot of people don't t- there are a lot of things in families people just don't talk about there might not be secrets but we just don't talk about them and i don't know what you get by putting him on blast but i yeah w- he put I-
1: himself on blast that was the end of his life
2: Papa Hemingway, but I would, <laughs> but I would think that you would just have it handy and d- don't think you got to take it to your grave. But be be you know okay with how you pass it out. And my cousins, like I can't imagine what I would <laughs> what uh, what deep dark secret out here that I got to tell my cousins. <laughs> I don't fucking talk to them. You know what? It's also it's
1: ammunition if you're ever back at Thanksgiving and somebody's accusing you of not having your shit together on some level. Mm-hmm. You know, like why don't you get a job? Why don't you grow up and you just go well? Fucking you know. Papa Giovanni blasted himself, so I'm doing pretty good. You can always pull that out at the last minute. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Let's hear another one.
6: That was a good one. Hi, guys. Love the podcast. Never miss an episode. So when I was 12 years old and I first started masturbating, uh, one of the things I discovered or I would do is I took the old school Atari joystick, you know, the, the... early ones that you played Pong on and stuff, and I would stick it up my butthole while I did it. Uh <laughs> for extra enjoyment. I washed it good afterwards. Nobody has ever known that. Well, fast forward, I'm now in my early fifties and have never had anything up my butthole. And my third wife, who is certainly my final wife, She stuck her finger up my butthole one time when she was giving me a blowjob. And I had the most incredible orgasm ever. But also, I actually don't find the need to do it again. So in some ways, she's made me complete. Thanks for listening.
2: That is sweet. It's so great that he finally got to marry Miss (laughs) Pac-Man.
0: I mean, I love that he's like never going to let her go.
1: Oh
2: yeah. He's like,
0: my final wife.
1: You are the Atari 2600 <laughs> joystick that I've been waiting for. I mean, the way that guy said butthole was so funny to me. <laughs> it was so middle America, like, sweet guy, but it was so vulgar. I just loved the juxtaposition.
2: I love that he had to tell us it was an Atari.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like that, like that matter. <laughs> well, honestly, any other controller would be much, much more painful. When yeah, you think about it.
2: No one's doing the like the the you know, the the first Nintendo up yeah, there. That's, No, that that's would, a rectangle. That would be awful. When you but say joystick, people know people know what you mean. When
1: you say joystick, somebody somebody knows it's going up a butthole. Mm-hmm. No question about it.
0: Whenever a guy starts talking on these secret lines, it's always it's always coming something to, to do
1: this. it's always some butthole shit. <laughs> it's always like <laughs> I
0: stuck something up my butt or my
1: I had dick I po- po- it's always pong like, blasting. yeah
2: i was hoping the secret would be that he never cleaned the controller <laughs>
1: <laughs> then i gave it to my little brother to play we all had pink eye dude i fucking my dad bought us my dad was divorced from my mom and my mom was always trying to keep him at arm's length from us and he came one year and bought us a atari 2600 and my mom immediately returned it and wouldn't let us have it and it was one of my like it was one of the biggest moments of anguish in my young life. And now I realize how much I truly missed out on. I mean, I could have stuck that thing up my butthole.
0: Wait, mm-hmm. did your mom really do that? Yeah. Your dad was trying to get close to you guys.
1: And she was very anti him and very anti video game. And so she made us return them.
2: That's brutal to like if she had been like, I-, I wouldn't put him to stop this before he gets it. But by getting it and giving it to you and then her taking it away, it was in the house. It's brutal. We saw the box. Oops. I know the game. It was pitfall. I was once in a toy store shopping for like, my, my dad was buying presents for like someone else at, at, the, at the toy store. And it was like around Christmas. And I'm like, dad, can I get Legend of Zelda? Like the original. I was like, I, I want to play this game so badly. I see it right there. And he has them put it on the pile. And then when they tell him the total, he's like, wait, how much is that game? <laughs> and they're like 50 bucks. And he was like, put it back. And I've never forgiven him. That's so like, And that is ju- that's just in a checkout line. So
1: for that, <laughs> It was like a gift to the. Ugh, it was brutal.
0: Did it make you not want not not? Did it make you hate your mom for a while?
1: Yeah, but I hated her for a number of other reasons as well. Yeah, I, but you know what? I also remember very distinctly the moment when my manipulation of his absentee father guilt stopped working on him because I used to do this thing at toy stores where I would bring a toy up to him. I go, "This is cool, huh?" And he would just buy it, buy it buy it and then finally I did it one too many like you know when you're like on stage and you try to do the same go back to the same callback one too many times like oh it's no longer funny. I don't really like, do that, but nah, Okay, guess, okay, guess, okay, I've okay, seen yeah. Your act, okay. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> but anyway, have you ever okay. But um but I remember him going like, yeah, and putting it back and being like, fuck, I'm not gonna be able to use this this weapon on him anymore well
2: did your i gotta know did your mom like replace it with something like what did she when she returned it no did she get the money and like give it to you no. or it was just like that has gone it's gone
0: but you love your mom now You're i love very my close mom
2: with her. yeah i love my mom
1: but that was that was brutal that was not the worst thing she ever did apropos of my dad you know she told m- me that my dad loved my brother more than me too do you know that no that happened too You didn't know that already? (laughs) (laughs) I kind of did, actually. But you know, our mom... To be honest with you, I kind of did know. And so it was like, it was a double insult. It's like, yeah, I was like, bitch, I know.
0: I want to stick up for the moms in the 70s. They didn't know what they were doing. They were all coming out of this. Divorce had only been legal for... Sure. It hadn't even been that popular for a couple of years. Like, yes, rich women always were able to get divorces, but not everyone. Right. And so I think that, you know, people didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They married some guy they met at a restaurant or the beach or something. And then they had three kids right away. And then they're like, you know, that guy's a fucking
1: loser. Does seem like you wouldn't have to know what you were doing to know that that was probably a bad idea. What? Telling the kid, you know, your dad loves your brother more than you.
0: Oh, no, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, That's I just revenge
1: yeah, oh that's for sure what it was.
0: Yeah, and and now like you kind of know you're not supposed to like pit the parent against the child. Yeah,
1: I do think the divorced kids now are in a better position yeah. than we were cuz Now
0: everyone's very conscious about it. You're
1: not you're supposed to pretend you're not an enemy. Um your parents together? Yeah. Poof. How about that? Yep. My friend was telling me a story the other day about how his mom was getting sick and uh, he was talking about uh, her husband and I was like, wow, I, whatever He had mentioned that she was married And I was like, wow, what's your stepdad feel about that? And he's like, my stepdad? Why would you assume I have a stepdad? That's my dad And I was like, it, I realized I grew up with literally nobody with two parents I, I like I didn't even know they had a real dads Alright, should we play another secret? Let's try for a sad one Do you have <laughs> a sad one? These have all been pretty sad There's some There's some <laughs> bad ones out there
7: Hi, guys. I uh, love the show. Um, I have a secret. Um, I told one of my friends about this, actually, and it was met with a really long, awkward silence. So I still feel like I need to get it off my chest. Um, but a few years ago, I was pet sitting, and I was pet sitting for a rabbit. Uh, Supposed to so just kind of like let it out to run around in their house and you know keep an eye on him. Um, but I was doing that and I let the rabbit out and I was sitting in the living room on the ground just kind of watching him do his thing, just making sure he didn't like poop or something. And um, I was on my phone and then I had my other hand like on the ground next to me and the rabbit kind of came up to my hand and was like kind of sniffing it and then kind of like put his body on top and was like, like kind of humped it for a second and I don't know what made me do this? It, like, all happened so fast, but um, I, I have no idea what I was thinking, but I just, like, made a fist, and next thing I knew, I felt something, like, going into the center of the fist, which was, turned out to be a very tiny rabbit penis, and the rabbit then, like, bit my arm a little bit, and, like, squeak and, like, and then like twitch and then there was like fluid on my hand so a rabbit had like sex with my hand I guess (laughs) Um, I was really shocked and like was like what the fuck like I hope they don't have like a sitter camera or something like that it was very weird I couldn't believe what happened it all happened so fast Um, the next few times I babysat the rabbit it was really weird. And yeah, that's my secret. Okay, thanks. Bye.
2: I mean, I think your friends were judging you by how you told the story. If you're just like I had my hand down and it came up and I was like was just had my hand making a fist on the ground and the rabbit like humped my hand and I think it came in my hand, then people that's a funny story. But if you're like, so I moved my hand in such a way. Like, <laughs> it's like you're participating in this. She
0: immediately was like, you know what? I love animals enough to like I'll, instinctually. That's, that's that's where it gets like.
1: All the qualifiers made you think she knew what she was doing the entire time. And she was trying to convince herself retroactively. But what
0: made her put her hand forward? An instinct? I'm
1: saying no. I think she
2: thought it. I don't know. What do you think? She was turned on by it? I can see put, like, a rabbits coming up. You put your hand on the ground. Maybe the rabbit's going to sniff your hand. Maybe it like cuddles with you. I get that whole thing. But making a fist in like such a way...
1: <laughs> and the amount of time she said how fast it happened, as if to absolve herself... She was like, you know, fast enough that I couldn't uh, process it and stop the situation.
2: And hoping they didn't have cameras. Like if you saw someone like a rabbit hump someone's hand on a camera, you wouldn't know. But if you're like chasing the rabbit around (laughs) trying to get it down so you can get the lube to work. I think that's a different story. Oof. So, yeah, it's. It, I think the way you tell the story is, is flawed, but, Incri- uh, incriminating.
1: Even you'd yeah, say, that's yeah, that's why
2: people are looking at you weird because you tell it like it's dear penthouse. You know, she instead of like, <laughs> instead of like, here's a funny thing that happened with the rabbit. You
1: know, she showed up with a bouquet of carrots the next time she came too. Yeah, I thought it was gonna
2: be more when she's like, I So I came back, and you know, we did it again. And, you know, <laughs> so I it was did. Fun. Th- yeah, rabbits are gonna do the rabbit I, thing. I, but. I did
1: feel a little bit like the thing she didn't say was. I was a little turned on by the whole situation. Oh, the
2: way her voice. I mean, she was <laughs> sultry.
1: Yes. She was sultry. There was in a that quiver. Scene. There was a quiver that was happening that implied some arousal.
0: I love that she told her friend on the bed, like, to silence.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh. she
0: told this story. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, I. You know, who cares, though? It's going to help help a brother out, you know?
1: A brother rabbit? You mean Br'er <laughs> Rabbit? I think it's pronounced Br'er.
2: It's a funny story if you tell it differently. Like, she just told it in a way that makes, every, makes it suspect, that you're going to look at the person like, oh, my God, keep that a secret. But if you're like, a rabbit jerked off on my hand, that's funny. Yeah. You know, that's Moshe's closer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then at the end, I say... Uh, people of color need to be respected and honored and uh, uh, d- down with Whitey. <laughs> I gotta say though
0: I would have never done that and if I accidentally saw that a rabbit was jerking off on my hand I, and I felt you the liquid I would pull away and scream.
1: Yeah.
2: For mm-hmm. sure. Doesn't sound like she did that. And I would not come back to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you know what I'm done. She's like
1: I don't think Two I could make time. it. Yeah. She's like dressed up. It's a, uh, <laughs>
6: happy, happy Easter <laughs> I'm out. Happy Easter.
0: Um. So, listen to Anthony's podcast. Yes. And are you? Do you have a tour coming up?
2: No. I'm like I'm just I'm doing shows in L. A. Until I get the new hour, and it's taken fucking forever. Well, Forever. if
1: you're in LA, check Anthony out. We're doing, I think, a show together actually uh, on the 23rd. Um, so that at the what is that thing? Supernova. Supernomedy. No, but we're going
0: to do, gonna do L- Largo. Oh, too. we're going to do
6: your
1: Largo show too. Yeah. yeah. You, you the, you next, the next,
2: the next Jessel looking enemies at Largo. I'll have Motion Natasha on. Oh, so yeah. come and uh, come and check it out. Fully Vaxxed, of course.
1: Yeah. Check out his Netflix specials, uh, Anthony. One of the best, and a dear friend, and a, a wise man.
0: And wear a mask so we don't have to fucking kill you
1: yeah (laughs) that's right like louis style uh thanks for coming in anthony appreciate you
2: i'm not i'm not going anywhere